This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hey, are you ready to hang with your digital besties? What day is it? Is a podcast covering every girl problem, life struggle, and biz reality out there. So pour yourself a glass of wine and get ready to laugh, relate, and celebrate not having it all together. When I was younger, after I came out, I was like, why do I have to keep doing this? This is so annoying because honestly, I think the fact that I'm gay is the most boring part about me. Uh, It's just who I am. It's who I love. It's who I'm with. But there's so many pieces of me that I would rather talk about. And a lot of times the first time I'm meeting people um, or they're finding out that I'm gay, Um, I feel like that all of a sudden becomes me. It's like, oh, Brie, the gay friend. What's up, (laughs) friendships? It's Jackie Rye, and it is What Day Is It? And I am the only host today. Okay. (laughs) Just kidding. Bailey's here, too. Wow. (laughs) You're in my fucking house. I just wanted to knock you down a few notches. I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs) But yeah. um, Hi. One half of this podcast. Okay. You are doing a terrible job. (laughs) Your digital version of happy hour. (laughs) Should we start over? (laughs) No. Okay. Also, you weren't doing a terrible job. I feel mean. (laughs) But it was like, I would would give it a C. I'm not used to speaking first. It's your digital version of happy hour. We put the fun (laughs) into what? What did I say? Oh my god. Okay, first off, this is why people call us immature. <laughs> B Yeah, there, we are. There was a piece of hair that like was coming from behind. I'm looking at Jackie's profile right now, and it looked like you had really big chin hair, and then I realized it wasn't a chin No, hair. see someone posted about this in our friendship group though. Girls get like three. Yeah, I, I get a hormonal one and I just go Yeah, I get two on my chin, but that's pretty relatable. Everyone talks about that. Anyways, digital version of happy hour. We put the fun and dysfunction. I'm one half of this podcast. Jackie Rye, the Grinch, Olympic bather, influencer lead for Play Digital. Wow, Mike I like that how that gets last. <laughs> your and list. this is my co-host, Bailey. Wow. Yeah, because we're not friends right now. Friend. Trying to knock me down. <laughs> no, we are friends. I'm Bailey Stanworth. I'm the founder of Play Digital and State of Grace and putting a roof over Jacqueline's head right now. <laughs> She's taking care of me. Yep. <laughs> um, and I also hide things in closets. Yeah, you guys, I'm actually, maybe I'll just wait to post this on Wednesday, but Bailey's closet. So she, uh, everyone knows that she's state of grace. So she keeps a lot of product in her house. So on the outside of this closet, her room looks very put together. I will share this on the stories. Everything is neatly placed together in rows, boxes, pretty colors, lots of pink. And then I opened her closet today and it was an absolute, absolute disaster. Like level Monica from friends with the secret closet. Through and through. Um, it's also kind of just like me as a human. Like, you know, you try to present your best self and then inside you're disheveled. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, this is an accurate representation of who you are as a person. But I think that was kind of mean. <laughs> We're just throwing you're, digs at each other you're today. Pretty, you're pretty put together. But I just think this further confirms the Monica Geller that you are. Yes, yes. I am. I can't deny it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Well, anyways... Sorry that we are immature, but I'm not sorry. You know what? We're fun. In dysfunction. 
Yeah. And if we weren't a little immature, if we were so put together, then it wouldn't be fun to listen to us. Also, I just wouldn't like myself because I'd be boring. But also, like, if you want a non well, I don't know. Mature? Yeah. The opposite of immature? <laughs> Words are hard. Someone wrote a review saying that they couldn't stand the... Stand? <laughs> what? Here we go. They couldn't stand the miss pronunciations so they I'm did gonna, say that i'm gonna try really hard whatever let's use a human i would not want you to be able to pronounce every word right we're because not, it would be boring and i wouldn't be able to make fun of you and we're not perfect if we were perfect i wouldn't i don't even think we'd have a quarter of the okay, let, listeners let's, wait 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 let's try let's hi everyone my name is bailey stanworth and i am jackie rye today i woke up and i woke up looking like beyonce and then I walked to my bathroom. I didn't take a poop because I'm perfect. Ew. <laughs> you have to go there. This is <laughs> when we're trying to be mature. You're still I immature. Can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> we're relatable. M- maturity is not relatable <laughs> to us. Anyways, whatever. We're just fun. I, I knocked the table again. Bailey's going to get so mad at me, but... It's only because we're recording a video on a very, very ghetto situation. It's not a tripod. It's mm-hmm. resting on this rack I bought on Amazon. But Amazon? Amazon? Here we go. She's <laughs> going to write another review. But no, we aren't your typical podcast, but we really, I think, embrace our... our. You have to laugh at yourself. Yeah. And it wouldn't be... F- I wouldn't have fun doing this podcast if we were so serious all the time and always talked about serious things the reason we started the podcast is because we wanted to laugh and enjoy 100%. parts of our day and also just to give you context like our in interviews i was gonna say interviews intros are filmed after we work about seven hours together yeah so we end up getting just a little bit extra weird and we yeah we also have already caught up so then we kind of just go and talk about random shit and pull stuff out of our ass we also just were singing enya yeah, which we didn't know the lyrics to, and I think that's really just I an asked accurate if it representation. Was a, I asked if it was a gospel song, but it's not. You apparently. said opera. Oh. Mm-hmm, there's the mispronunciations again. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong word. Um, okay, do you have a cute but psycho this week for us? Um. Yeah, I do. So my mom's going to be... I was s- like, where's my phone? My mom's going to be... S- wow. Bailey just asked where her phone is. But well, because my cupid psycho's on it. Well, whoops. Pull something out of your ass then. No, I know my psycho. I just can't remember my cute. Um, so I'm sick. And if you listen to last Shocker. week's episode, you know I was also sick then. And I was also sick two weeks ago. And what did I do on the weekend? Partied. <laughs> Can you say that again? Because your voice cracked or something. Party. Yeah, I went out and I drank a lot. Not a lot, but I was drunk and um, I definitely stayed out till 3.30, 4 a.m. And am I any better? No. I so. bet your immune system just is thriving right now, loving every single toxin that you put into your body. But I thought the alcohol would kill all the germs. I know we've gone through this theory before. But it doesn't. Mm-mm, it makes it worse. So that's my psycho. But are you guys really surprised? Because I'm pretty sure this is not the first time I've done this. And I just can't say no to a party. You are the pusher. Yeah, that's me. Everyone was calling me that at the party. But it's just something I own. Did I tell you guys already that my mom told me she was really concerned that my friend, that I forced drinks on my friend? 
No, I don't think so. My mom called me and was like, I heard on the podcast, you said you were forcing drinks on your friend and she was really hungover because of you. And she said, that's really inappropriate and you need to stop. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not too impressed with that kind of behavior. And I said, mom, I'm Mrs. Norberry. Just like, <laughs> let me accept my title and be who I am. I am who I am. Exactly. And then my cute was that I went out last week with my girlfriend to shoot some photos and I did all clothes I already had or that I had thrifted. So I was pretty proud of myself and um, they turned out really well and I'm excited to post them. I want to see them. I can show you them. Well, how kind. (laughs) Or you can wait. I mean, they need to be edited to, you know, I posted one today though. Oh. Oh. Oh, 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 but yeah, I, w- I went into a laundromat. Oh, this could also be a psycho. I went to get some pictures in a laundromat because I liked the background and I thought it was cute. And I asked the lady if I could shoot in there and she did not want me to, but she said, yeah, <laughs> she was like, I like that you even asked. I just thought it would be polite because it was a small laundromat. It's independently owned. It's not a chain or anything. So she said, for what? Wait, are there chain laundromats? Yeah, like coin laundry and okay i don't know but she was like for what didn't even say hello i was like hi there i was wondering if you mind if i take photos in here and she turns around for what it's like (laughs) um nothing for business just for my instagram that sounds so lame but what i didn't want her to think i was using it to market or something so anyways yeah she was like i guess just don't get any people in it and imagine how comfortable that made me feel to shoot in there because it really didn't and my friend who was shooting was like we should leave and i was like no okay i'm trying to think of a cute because my psycho's good and i want to end with it but i'm just trying to i literally like did accounting work this weekend not fun not cute uh this is the problem with being a psycho Oh, okay. Like, this is a little while ago. I made this, uh, these really good cookies. Oh my God. I ate them all. And I was really concerned that nobody would like them. And I don't bake just to like throw it out there. Like this was a very out of character move for me. Um, But I, so Ariel Lori is one of my clients and she does a lot of really cool recipes. Like if you go look at her Instagram feed, there's honestly all the photos of food will just make you so hungry Mm -hmm. but I tried one of her recipes because it was like very healthy vegan but they were really really good cookies and I was like no one's gonna like these they're kind of healthy and then literally I had like four friends over and I had to save them for you because I told you a I was like Jackie's gonna have to eat all of these and then b there was only four left for you yeah and I ate them also I ate them Bailey was trying to give me the two to take home in a container I was like you can give me this container right now and I can take them in my car or you can just give me the two cookies because I'm going to eat them regardless <laughs> anyways right when I get in my car. We'll post the recipe. It's not but, mine, but, but we'll share it. They are so good and vegan. And also just want to jump in here. Do you know those holiday cookies that come out? They come out around Halloween and Christmas, the Pillsbury. Oh, sugar yeah. Cookie. yeah like the short, yeah, sugar cookie. They are so good to eat raw. I know. I, I can't eat them anymore because they're not vegan. But like literally, I think my childhood obesity was founded on those i think that (laughs) i think that no i don't think that my nana tells me every year she buys them for me at halloween and christmas and she tells me do not eat these cook them i've eaten some already and she gives me live life on the edge i grandma's want grandmas are so concerned about salmonella i i really would rather eat them raw than cook them i used to eat 
tubes of cookie dough cookie dough was oh, my yeah. jam sometimes when i want a snack i just go buy a tube it was of like cookie dough. if i was addicted to something it was cookie dough like i felt like i would hide it i used to make cookie dough just for me and my sister at home and we would just eat it one time <laughs> what did this oh you how did you why did you make cookie dough just for a snack oh see i would buy the pre-made i was too lazy to even make no, it i would make it and then one time i woke up from a nap and i guess i was dreaming about cookie dough and my sister was like hi i'm home i was sleeping in the living room and i woke up and i was like don't eat the cookie dough <laughs> she was like there's cookie dough and she opened the freezer and there wasn't even any cookie dough it was just me dreaming about it <laughs> passion okay psycho so you know my new pants that i really like my leopard ones no the sweatpants i wore them like a couple days yes. ago What'd so you do? i wore these pants and then i washed them mm-hmm. and then i wanted to wear them right away so i took them out of the dryer put them on wore them for the day and i had to go run some errands so i like left my house and i so i'm in an underground parkade and when i got back i was walking and i noticed there was underwear in the parkade <laughs> I think that they had been stuck to my pants from taking them out of the dryer <laughs> and they were in the parkade. So I was wearing this big, it gets better. I was wearing this big puffer jacket and I put them in the pocket, like I picked them up and put them in the pocket. The next day I go and put the jacket on and I forget that they're in the pocket and I go to take Banks outside and I go to get my keys out to scan my fob to get back into my apartment complex and there's somebody standing behind me. No! <laughs> the underwear no. comes out. No, with the keys. It comes out. With ah! the keys. They hopefully they weren't looking. I, they were right there. I didn't make eye contact. I like buzzed in and ran. I didn't even want to. I didn't so want funny. to know if they saw. I'm pretty sure they would have because they were literally like right there. And normally I would have like held the door for them or something. Yeah. But I was just like. Nah. Abort mission, abort mission, abort mission actually this is a but they were clean underwear so there's that thank god there's a funny story my one of my best friends claire returned her volleyball jersey to her coach in high school and all of a sudden on the pa you hear claire mary johnson please return to the pe room way to just totally announce her name she's told this story (laughs) so many times and so claire thinks she's getting like a treat or something because it's the year end of a volleyball oh. she thinks she's getting a prize for being a good volleyball player or a leader or something she runs i'm what with a positive her. girl thinking she's getting something good she runs there and then she opens the door and they said you uh there was something in your volleyball jersey and our male pe coach gave her her underwear back <laughs> <laughs> and she was so embarrassed it was so funny though priceless it's better it's better that you just brought them out in front of some random that you live i just wonder how many people saw some underwear laying in the parking garage because whenever you see underwear on the ground you're just like why how the hell did it end up here there's a prime example how Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's my psycho for the week it's a good one yep anyways um we have an episode for you as always with our guest brianne williamson she is an actor advocate for the lgbtq community two plus plus two no two a i a plus she says it properly in well that's really bad you guys we did she no it's it's lgbtq two 
AI plus. Yeah, she goes through them all in the episode. Um, we didn't know what the plus AI two was, but we learned that. So yeah. that's something really interesting. And she's a podcaster and a YouTuber, and she's done some like docu series, which are really really cool and educational. Um, and it was a really great conversation that we had with her. And we also did like a crossover for her YouTube channel. And it's going to be out today as well. So make sure that you go check out her YouTube because it's really, really funny. Did you let her know? Yes. Okay, good. Because we told her that this was airing next week. I so. know. Wow, you're on the ball today. I am. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for you guys to hear this one too. She did, I think Bailey said docuseries or mini films, but you should check them out on her YouTube channel. It's called Coming Out. And she did one that was called Naked. We'll link them all for you guys to check out. I will link those directly in the Facebook group. So make sure you check that out. What day is it? Friendships on Facebook. Yeah, she's a really cute, cute, cute human. Mm-hmm. Um, she's so funny. You guys. Yeah, she's really funny. She's just really down to earth, but like doing some really cool and positive things for the community. No, totally. And we learned a lot from her and she teaches you. Honestly, I don't want to say anything to give too much away. So just listen. Enjoy the episode friendships and let us know what you think on the ground. All right, it is time to talk about a game changer, a lifesaver, basically one of the best things put on this planet we call Earth. Yeah, that's right. Hello freaking fresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plants, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. And you know what? Get ready to cook world cuisines, or as Jackie likes to say, cuisines, um, because HelloFresh gives you so many different options. Like They give you Indian food, they give you Chinese food, they give you vegetarian, which isn't a cuisine, but it's a dietary restriction they just like cater to everything and give you variety so you don't really have to step outside your box and buy all these different groceries spend like a hundred dollars on things that you might never use again and the best thing is like i kind of mentioned before is they will pre-cut your ingredients whenever possible so all you have to do is cook delicious meals and it only takes 30 minutes and then you can devour it which is perfect from when you get home from a long day at work and you're super hungry like we are every single time You know, it would be even better is if Jordan made it while you were at work so you could just come home and eat it. That is wishful thinking. Because it's just that simple. Even the guys can do it. I hate meal planning, so it just takes care of that for me and I never need to worry about what's for dinner. I could just walk in my door and it's there waiting for me everything I need. I like to just like pretend it's a date night, but it's like me and Banks. And you eat everything. Yeah. Sometimes I'll give her like little bits here and there, but... I'm like Joey from Friends. I don't really like to share food. No one likes to share food. Um, But also friendships. So HelloFresh has stepped up their game because we have a new deal for you this month only. You're so lucky because for a total of $70 off your first three weeks of HelloFresh, go to hellofresh.ca slash whatday70 and enter the code, all capitals, whatday70. One more time. Go to HelloFresh.ca slash WhatDay70 and enter the code, all capitals, WhatDay70. And if you think about it, you're saving 70 freaking dollars. Do you know how much wine you can buy with that? If you guys have seriously been questioning whether you should try it out, I'm just telling you right now, you really should go and do it and thank us later because it saves your life. And this, like, if you're going to do it, do it now because $70 is such a good saving. Yeah, it comes right to your door.
Alrighty, we're just going to dive right in because our guest Brianne Williamson is here and we're so excited. We were just doing some behind the scenes stuff for your YouTube channel. Yeah. So tell us um, what we were just doing, actually. Um, I was super excited because today with Bailey and Jackie, we were filming a day in their life. And they have very different styles than me, lovely styles, but I basically wear a t-shirt and jeans every day. So that was one component of it. And then we just kind of went on a behind the scenes whirlwind of the things that they do in their day. As all of you know that listen, they are doing everything under the sun when it comes to being like hustling in the industry. So it was cool to see what you guys do. You guys, you just have to go and watch (laughs) this video because... She looks exactly like us when she's dressed up, and it was freaky to see. It was freakier for you because she is darker, like olive skin tone, yeah. so it really morphed into you, <laughs> and like it was weird. I, I, think, I think Harvey was on and everything. <laughs> yeah, and she was holding Harvey, and she was like, "I am your mom," and he was like, "You're not. Get away from me, strange lady." But it was really good. I'm excited to see the video, and I know I'm gonna laugh really hard. I know we it took some fun. behind the scenes stuff, so we'll post that soon. Yeah. Um. But okay, so tell us, kind of, since we were just doing a day in the life for us, tell us what a day in the life looks like for you. Sure. So, um, I'm an LGBTQ plus content creator. I, you know, do the whole Instagram game. I have a YouTube channel. I also have a podcast called um, I Can Explain Podcasts. I just forgot what my podcast was called. That was interesting. <laughs> I was about to say what day is a podcast. I was like, no, that's the, that's the one I'm on. Um, and then I'm also a real estate agent. So I kind of joke that I'm like the Hannah Montana because in one part of my day, I'm like real estate agent and totally like professional vibes and then the next part of my day I'm doing all the online content creation and I feel like it's very different people and it's a really interesting crossover when one of my clients in real estate is like oh I saw your YouTube channel immediately I'm like oh god what did you see (laughs) yeah do you ever get worried what clients will see honestly at first I did but I'm finding that I think especially younger generations really respect people that are just themselves Mm -hmm. and I started to realize that I don't like to work with people, professional people that are just like in a suit and I don't know who they are. And I feel like, especially with real estate, when you're buying a home, it's the biggest, most personal purchase of your life. And something about them knowing that they can talk to me and that I'm just real. Yeah, a real person. Who lives and laughs and makes fun of themselves. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, I find, I've never had a bad experience with it. If anything, I find that people feel they trust me more and they can relate to me in some way um, and are less like nervous about asking me a question. So, so far it's benefited me, but it's still a weird crossover. Do you ever drop the YouTube when you're showing up? No. Oh God. That's like my worst nightmare. It's funny. I I say- She just plays it on the TVs, in the houses, open houses. (laughs) That's how I come out to all my clients. They walk in. I'm like, please watch my LGBTQ plus short film. I'm yeah. gay, but also buy this house. Okay, so what's something you do every day that most people probably wouldn't guess that you do? Um, I mean, I feel like real estate is a big one because they're so separate. Like a lot of times I'll post about that and people are like, wait, what? You have a different career outside of um, creating content online um, because I've kept them so separate. Um, so I think that's a big one. And... Also, I think people think I'm a lot cooler than I am online. I don't know how I've given that across, but a lot of times 
um, when people meet me in person, <laughs> they're like, oh, you're so much more like weird. Like you just don't give that across as much online. I don't know what it is. I need to like put that out there more, but I'm like a huge nerd. I love going to trivia. I like have all my super, like I have all my Pokemon cards and I still look at them every like week. Like I'm obsessed. <laughs> and if I can find like a comic book store, I'm going in it. I love so, it. There's like a side of me that I feel like I don't really put online as much totally um and it's not that i'm trying to hide it i just feel like it's not not there i'm too busy talking about gay stuff but, i don't know and you're also enjoying those small things in life that you don't really want to post about that. yeah but i feel the same way too like not saying i'm cool at all but like, <laughs> i don't post the weird shit that i do and i'm <laughs> yeah. i'm a really weird person i think we all are and i think it's kind of like the weird nuances in your days are like what kind of keep you sane in a way that mm-hmm. you don't share it because it's just kind of for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, like if you were posting all your Pokemon stuff all the time, it probably wouldn't be a special <laughs> to you. Yeah. I think that that's the case with a lot of small moments in my life, like moments with my girlfriend. I'm not putting out a relationship a lot. I do post photos of the two of us, but I'm not um, a content creator that's like doing a couple's channel or talking about our relationship. Mm-hmm. So there's certain moments, whether it's the Pokemon cards or our relationship, that I like to keep to myself because I feel like for the moments that I do share, I'm super vulnerable and super out there. So I like to keep some things to myself. Some things private. Also, yeah. it's so cool meeting people, I find that. And then they have this super cool personality or they're like into Pokemon yeah. cards. You didn't know that from their Instagram rather than meeting someone who's super cool on Instagram and really lacks personality. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> I know that is a weird moment when you meet someone online and then you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you like, had me fooled. <laughs> um, okay, so one thing we also always ask our guests is, do you have any daily rituals or habits that you try to maintain even on the busiest of days? Crying, um, <laughs> panic attacks. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm I am such a train wreck. I that's actually my goal for 2020 is to have some sort of daily ritual because I feel like I, um, as both of my businesses started growing, um, I and both of them are not specific when it comes to a timeline. Um, I don't have any set hours. I just kind of jam things in days. And there's very few things that I do every day. But um, Jackie, we were talking earlier about your baths. So I do try and take a bath. And that's like my time. I'm like, I can't have an electronic in here. I'm just gonna sit and chill. And I watch reality TV shows that are like bubblegum for the brain, I say. because What's it's your just favorite like, one? Oh my, there's so... Do you have Hey You? Yeah. Oh, of course. I watch a frightening amount of reality TV. All the Real Housewives and um, Below Deck. Vanderpump Rules is like my fave. Vanderpump Rules is everybody's fave. And I can't wait for January 7th. Oh my God. Yeah. Love Island? Oh yeah. Love Island, of course. Wow, I love you. If you were a housewife, Mm -hmm. who would you be? Oh, well, see, I think that... There's the difference between who I'd want to be and who I actually okay, am. We did this on one of our stories recently. We'll share who we are. Like, yeah. Who do you want to be and who are you? Okay. I feel like I want to be Bethany from uh, New, New York. York because I just feel like she's a badass boss babe and she's straight up. And I like, I like to think that I'm straight up and a badass boss babe. But I feel like after a few wines, I'm like, maybe Teresa <laughs> from New Jersey. Like, you know, I'm like, am I going to flip a table? Yeah. We, nobody knows. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, just going to drop this here. Yeah. Teresa Judice and Lisa, Lisa Renna liked our photo on what day is it? So we did, um, no. you know how there's those 
kind of post where it's like the signs as uh-huh. so i made one for us that was the signs as real housewives oh my god what's I your sign that. i'm sagittarius okay i'm gonna look up you are but yes. lisa renna and Teresa judah and so our friend who turned out to be the sign Teresa yeah. judah she commented uh, let's get to flipping tables and she <gasps> liked that comment yes yeah like, just she actually was that's reading amazing her comments. Really that's cool. so cool we love all the real house we love hey you we're trying to get all of our friendships on it yes hey is the best your nini leaks okay i, I can see that i love nini too and i want to be lisa renna but like who does everyone oh, everyone wants to like of I course i want to be her friend. yes totally we dance on tables together i know she's just so fun what's your favorite franchise um maybe beverly hills yeah it's just so extra it's just so over the top um but i also was really liking potomac okay i haven't watched watched it okay you have to because if you think the other ones have tea like potomac is like next level so like they're not as extra when it comes to the yeah i (laughs) texas i wish i knew i think it's like outside of atlanta oh okay but i wish i like could describe this to you the rest of them they're more extra when it comes to like showing off their money but potomac it's like what they're lacking yeah yeah when hot messes oh it's just messy okay so So. i just started watching love and hip-hop hollywood oh i've never seen that so i started on season one and we're we're really going off on a tangent here (laughs) but yeah um it started in 2011, so I have six seasons to binge. Isn't, Isn't that your best? That's the best. Yeah, it's the best. It's with Ray J and Princess you have Love. To, you have to watch Below Deck next. I'm going to, mm-hmm. but I just like, Bailey plays it when we're, we're working and I can never pay attention, Ugh. so I can't like get into it and it's just background noise. The so first season kind of sucks, but once you get past that one, like once Kate comes on to it. Oh yeah, she's so, so funny. Good. And like, I showed you the episode where she describes them as fonts. Oh, yes. It's so, so accurate. Funny. She's so good. She's so funny. She's so witty. So witty. She's hilarious. Like, I would love to have her on the podcast oh yeah but just goals i mean the message here friendships is get hey Watch you. Your TV. <laughs> um, it's such a big part of my life it's actually frightening i like how we just like went from your daily ritual to <laughs> like we're really unhealthy if you were stranded on a desert island what would you take with you hey you oh a hundred percent not water i would rather die hey you until i die my girlfriend's always like how do you find the hours to do this i'm like because it's a priority yeah yes, <laughs> yes. an absolute priority yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, anyway. <laughs> <coughs> Wait. Sorry. We went off on a tangent there, but Brienne only takes baths. She yes. doesn't take showers, and when she calls it a shower, it's because she actually sits in the shower. And I just want to say I've met my There bath. was more to that, though. She says she sits in the shower <laughs> because she feels like Tarzan looking for the gorillas or something like i'm sad because my parents are dead and i'm with the gorillas right. so i just like cry under the stream like i'm oh, under the a Amazon waterfall rainforest. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's normal right 100 <laughs> percent. Uh, yeah sure um, <laughs> i love it okay so tell us um a bit about your story like you have mm-hmm. your docuseries you are doing all these amazing things tell us kind of how that started mm-hmm. and give us the backstory Okay, so I started um, posting on Tumblr when I was a teenager, um, mostly because that was the one place that all my friends weren't on and I wasn't out. So it was like, it was enough for me to be able to talk about that I was gay and come out. And even though there's a risk someone was going to find it, I felt like they wouldn't. So it was almost my release of being able to um, 
talk about who I was and meet other people in that community on Tumblr um, that were feeling the same way without risking like people in my life finding out about it. So I started posting on there. And then from there, I started gaining followers. At this point, like social media and everything was so new. So I didn't really know what it meant. And um, I think I got like 20,000 Tumblr followers or something That's like that. really big for yeah. that time. Yeah, for that time. Instagram it was like, wasn't even around. No, I didn't have Instagram or anything. Tumblr was the Instagram. Yeah, it was the thing. But like for whatever reason, like people in my school just weren't on it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there was really like niche spaces in Tumblr. So, totally. um, so yeah, so that was really cool for me to have that space. Um, and then from there, people started asking me to start doing videos instead of just writing. Um, so I was like, always kind of toying with the idea of starting a YouTube channel. But I was too nervous people were going to find my videos. Mm. Then I got Instagram and I started posting on there. But all my friends from school followed it. And then people would follow me from Tumblr. And all my friends from school are like, how are you getting these followers? And I was kind of like hiding that part of my life. And I started coming out to people in my life and my family, etc. And then I was like, I just need to rip this bandaid off. So I posted my first YouTube video, my coming out story. And it was like, at this point, I'd only come out to very immediate friends and family. And it was like my way to like rip the bandaid off for like anyone who wanted to watch it. And it felt so good. I just like put it out there, like shut my laptop and just like was like, okay, it's it's happened. And then from there, I started gaining traction on YouTube and posting and really realizing that there was um, there was a reason that people needed those videos in their life because they were me as a teenager. They didn't have friends that were gay. They maybe lived in small towns where being gay was, um, you know, to them, not a thing. Um, and there was a lot of people that started following me because they related to me and my story or just needed someone else who felt the same way. And it's just kind of grown from there. So now um, I'm starting to do LGBTQ plus short films. I just did my first one, um, which I'm super stoked about. It went up a couple weeks ago and it premiered in Toronto at Buffer Festival at the Tiff Bell Lightbox. So that was like, it was such a crazy moment because to see something on the big screen and the film's called coming out and it was like this moment of oh my gosh this would have horrified me when I was a teenager the idea of anyone even knowing I was gay and then now I'm in a theater where something's being screened that's about being gay and so it, it did wild. really well right the video yeah it's doing really well it has over 350,000 views it went up a couple weeks ago so I'm stoked at the response and everyone seems to um be getting it which was like a thing for me the response is like, oh, this is really relatable. And I I've felt this too, which is always my goal with my content. Like if someone can see themselves in my content, that's the most important thing to me. So. And it's called Coming Out for anybody who wants to go watch it. Yeah, you can search Coming Out Brianne Williamson on YouTube and the short film will be up there. And it's a short comedy film with the intention of showing different moments in my life where I have come out. All of the moments are real moments. They are obviously a little bit exaggerated for the comedy factor, um, but they've all happened to me and continuously happening to me. And the whole idea and premise behind it is that everyone's always coming out. And a lot of people don't realize that about the LGBTQ plus community. I think in media before it's always been shown as a big one moment, Um, you know, in movies like Love, Simon um, or, you know, 
in any gay representation on TV, you often see it as this big rip off the bandaid moment. And now everyone in your life will know you're gay and you'll never have to come out again. And for me, when I came out and thought that I would have that bandaid moment when I posted that YouTube video and then people still assumed I was straight. Um, it was really frustrating because I felt like I had been duped. I'm like, I've already done this. Why do I have to keep convincing people that I'm not heterosexual? Um, so I wanted there to be representation out there for the fact that that is the case. And because people assume heterosexuality most of the time, um, especially if you're femme presenting, then um, you're going to have to keep coming out for the rest of your life. Every time I meet a new client, um, every time I'm checking into a hotel with my girlfriend, um, you know, when I'm meeting new friends at the part at a party and they're asking me about myself, I'm aware that, oh, I'm going to have to at some point come out to them. And I don't know how that person's going to react. So I wanted to get that message message across, but in a accessible way, which is why I made it a comedy, because a lot of times I feel like um, when p- things are too dark or deep, people kind of get their backs up. And if it's not something they're used to talking about, they feel almost um, on the defense. But if you can get people to laugh, um, I think that laughter is a very powerful medicine. And um, it's a great way to make people understand without it feeling like too much. So that was the purpose of the film. And I'm getting great response. So I'm stoked. That's so cool. Like I it might make me sound really ignorant, but like I've never obviously thought that like it is a continual thing for you. Yeah. And that's so eye opening. And I think that's such an important message. And I love that you're talking about things like this. Yeah. It's I'm sorry. No. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that because that's something that is presented as not being the case. Um, a lot of people think people come out and then they've come out. Um, and, you know, especially for me when I'm, alone and not with my girlfriend because I'm more femme presenting no one ever assumes I'm gay so it's always a it's always a thing if I'm meeting a friend of a friend and then I can see people's like eyes kind of try and figure it out when someone says oh yeah and Bree's girlfriend they're like is it her friend is it her girlfriend like what is this you know (laughs) and I like can see people processing um one time I went to a work party holiday party I brought my girlfriend and we went in the photo booth together to take photos and when we got out of the photo booth someone at my work said to me oh you better watch out going in there for too long people might get the wrong idea ha 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 because they literally were just so it went so over their head that we could be dating that it was just like beyond do you ever get angry I don't think I get angry. I get I get frustrated. Um, I used to get much more frustrated. Like when I was younger, after I came out, I was like, why do I have to keep doing this? Mm -hmm. This is so annoying. Because honestly, I think the fact that I'm gay is the most boring part about me. Uh, It's just who I am. It's who I love. It's who I'm with. But there's so many pieces of me that I would rather talk about. And a lot of times, the first time I'm meeting people, um, or they're finding out that I'm gay. Um, I feel like that all of a sudden becomes me. It's like, oh, Brie, the gay friend. You know what I mean? Um, Julia and I, my girlfriend, often laugh when we go to places and like a server remembers us. We're like, do you think she remembers us because we were fun or because we're the lesbians that came in? <laughs> so, which is, it's, which is funny. And I like it. I like people knowing my sexuality because I'm proud of it, um, which is why it's frustrating when they don't. But it's also, I hate how it has to become a conversation, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, I think a lot of heterosexual people don't think about the fact that 
um, your sexuality never has to be a conversation. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people that are more closed minded when I do get angry, it's when it's a like prove it sort of thing. Sometimes when you come out, especially as a femme presenting woman, it's like, oh, you're gay. Well, have you dated guys before? Have you hooked up with guys before? Like, are you sure? Like, I've had, you're too pretty to be a lesbian. Like, so that's the times that I get angry because I'm like, this is so fair that unfair that I'm Mm -hmm. in a conversation where I have to feel like I have to prove something Mm -hmm. to you, but I've learned that I don't have to do that. Um, But yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. And I think it's an important conversation because I think, you know, times are changing and people have to be aware that you can't just necessarily assume someone's gender or sexuality based on how they look or appear to you. And the more um, people that get that message in their head, then maybe when people do come out to them, they'll be less shocked and more open to it because um, it's much more common than you think. But just because our society um, assumes heterosexuality, um, people are more shocked when it's not the case. Mm-hmm. Society has come very far, but like yeah. so far to go still. It, mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like it, I literally had this conversation with someone and I'm not going to say who because I just think that's private, but they were saying someone in their life, I think he's gay because he said my partner, but he didn't say he. And I'm like, I, I just corrected them nicely. And I was like, well, you know, we don't say my girlfriend, the female or my boy, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like we don't, as heterosexuals, we don't have to do that. Yeah. So they don't have to do that. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. I think when anything in someone's mind is abnormal, like out of their normal, people feel like they're owed an explanation. Um, To me, it's a shame, honestly, that people even have to feel like they have to have this big coming out or explain it to anybody. I mean, in an ideal world, I think people would just date whoever they wanted to date and no one would be shocked or care less. I always say like my favorite moment coming out was to my grandma because when I came out, she was like, okay. And then she met my girlfriend and was like, hey, what's up? What do you do for work? You know <laughs> what I mean? It. Like it's just, it, it, it was wasn't a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, I think most queer people, that's how they feel. They don't want obviously a negative and they don't want it to be this big thing either. It's just who you are. I kind of want to quickly, uh, I don't know if this is a future question or not, but I wanted to talk about the different terms because yeah. in the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. different terms mean different things. And yeah. I've just learned that from people I follow, like Kalani. Yeah. She says queer means different things. So yeah. You, can you explain that? Yeah, perhaps? of course. So I consider queer to be an umbrella term. So a lot of times it's an easier way for me to describe the LGBTQ two plus community. Um, I mean, the full uh, thing would be LGBTQIA two plus um so sometimes it's just easier to say queer can you sorry can you break down what each of that stands for in case somebody doesn't know of course so l would stand for lesbian g would stand for gay b would stand for bisexual t would stand for transgender um i would stand for intersex a would stand for asexual plus is there for for whatever you want to be under that umbrella if one of those terms do not work for you and um two stands for uh two spirit which is the indigenous term for being queer Hmm. so it's the reason plus is there because a lot of people get so stuck in these labels and they wanted to add that in because a lot of people just want to be themselves like I remember when I was coming out although I identify as lesbian um I prefer to just say I'm just Brie 
right? Because sometimes even that term makes me feel boxed in. And um, I think that terminology is a great thing for people to easily explain themselves and easily be understood in a quick way. Um, But it doesn't mean one thing. I mean, I could meet two people that identify as heterosexual. What does that mean to them? Um, You know, two heterosexual females might have a different understanding of what that means. Maybe they won't date someone of the same sex, but maybe, you know, they made out with someone one time and that was fun for them or they had feelings one time that they didn't really understand. So there's different um, parameters and those are all personal parameters that you can set for yourself. So I always tell people like if you are uh, questioning your sexuality, don't get too caught up on well, which one am I? And like, I've got to find my box because you can just be you. Um, And then for me, that's why I really like to use uh, the term queer because um, for me, that is a less, um, a less, uh, yeah, less like restrictive term. Um, It's, you know, a big box. Uh, And it's, it's just something that you can like move around in and be more fluid within. Um, and I think that a lot of people use that term, a term that was once used as a way to put down uh, the LGBTQ plus community as a way to um, reclaim it and feel powerful. So it's funny because even when I first came out and I used the term queer, my mom was like, I'm totally cool with who you are, but it made me sad when you called yourself queer because when she was growing up, it was such a negative term. Um, but now, um, you know, where I went to school, there was the queer alliance. It's used as a powerful term. So um, it's just about rec- reclaiming it. I do love that because I think a word is only powerful when you give it that yeah, power. Exactly. Too. I mean, it can, obviously words can hurt and everything, but I yeah. think I love that you guys are reclaiming that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to go back to your childhood. Like yeah. when was the first time that you started to kind of realize that you were gay and like, what was Life is confusing as a kid anyways. You're still trying to figure out who you are and what is what. Like, Mm -hmm. can you take us through that? Yeah. I think a lot of people ask like, oh, when did you know? And I think it speaks to how heteronormative society is that it took me so long to figure out what I was even feeling because I didn't even know that that was a possibility. I mean, you grow up watching every movie and reading every book that's has these heterosexual relationships and for the longest time, I knew I felt different, but I didn't know what that was. Um, and I always say it's kind of like if you you know you don't know Japanese, but there's languages you don't even know you don't know. Does, does that make sense? So there's for me, it wasn't that I didn't know that I was feeling different. I just couldn't even put my finger on it. Um, and looking back, it's funny, you know, hindsight is everything. I'm like, oh my God, I was so gay. Like I used to, when I was a kid, if I was playing video games, always choose the boy character so that I could like date the female character. (laughs) And at the time I just like kind of did that subconsciously like, oh, I like the boy character whatever. And now I'm looking back, I'm like, well, yeah, like what? Big time. Yeah. I remember there was this online a game called like Coca-Cola world or something and had all these little avatars. And I like, totally dress like this guy character because you could go around and you could only say like five things it was for kids like hi how are you whatever and the person could respond back and it was other people online but I'd always choose a boy because I think subconsciously I wanted to talk to the girls and um just little moments like that I always felt more connected to the guys growing up and um looking back a lot of things make a lot more sense 
I remember my best friend moving away in like grade four and I was sobbing and so sad because she was like my best friend and like whatever. And I look back, I'm like, oh, I was like in love with her. Mm-hmm. Like she was like my first crush, right? It was just like on a different level, mm-hmm. but I didn't even understand that. Um, so I don't think I really realized until I was in high school and people started using, unfortunately, um, being gay as a put down. And I was like, well, what is that? What does that mean? And like, why do we think it's negative? And then the scary thing is I started realizing, well, that's what I am. And I'm seeing these people using it as something that's um, a negative and describing people. I remember one guy in particular got bullied quite a bit of everyone saying, oh, he's totally gay. And it was in that moment that I both realized that I was gay, but also that I couldn't tell anyone which is really sad. So scary. Because you're figuring out who you are and then you're like, I have to hide this. Yeah. It was like, I figured it out, but I figured it out from hearing about it being a negative thing. So it was just terrifying. And then I remember saying to one of my friends, one of my close guy friends, I was like, I think I like girls too. That's how I first said it. I think I like girls too, but I'll marry a guy because like I would never marry a girl. Like, it was my testing the waters. Mm -hmm. Like, if I say, like, oh, don't worry, I'm still going to date and marry guys. But, like, I kind of like girls, too. Like, how is he going to respond? And I just, I'll never forget this. He just looked at me, and then he was like, well, I think that's really sad, because what do you want to do? And I was like, oh. And then I thought about it. It was almost the first time I thought about it for myself. I'm like, well, I don't want to marry a guy. (laughs) Because I had even convinced myself at that point that, like, okay, we're just going to keep shoving this down and I'm going to keep going with the flow of whatever society says I should do. And um, that's the way my life's going to work. And then from there, I started kind of thinking about that. Okay, but what if I didn't do that? Like, how would my life look? And would that make me happier? And it's it's a journey, right? Um, I speak to a lot of people online that are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and are still figuring that out. And a lot of people are embarrassed by that. And I always say, like, there's nothing to be embarrassed about because how could you expect yourself to be in such a heteronormative world and do any differently? Like you're, you're given every answer from the time you're born to when you're older and it is getting better, but that what you should do is live a heterosexual lifestyle. It's like saying that you should like be in an English speaking country and come out speaking Japanese. Yeah, exactly. It just, it's, it's, you can't be put yourself down for hiding that part of yourself because it's a scary thing. Um, but I will say uh, I would not have been happy. I think for a long time I convinced myself that I probably could be. Um, but it no, it's it's a different it's a totally different thing. I'm so curious. So what age did you come out? Mm hmm. So the, uh, obviously the first time. But. Yeah. Yeah. So I always say you're always coming out. But the first time I was probably to like some of my close friends, uh, 14, 15, when I started kind of saying, oh, I think Rihanna's hot. And they were like, oh, ha, ha, yeah, like girl crush. And I'm like, no, like I would actually date her. And then I just like wait for the response. And like, I wouldn't say whether I was joking or not. I was like testing the waters. And then um, seriously, like telling friends, maybe I was 16 when I was like, no, like I'm really gay. Do you remember, and you might not, but do you remember a shift in like your body, like how your mental health was or like physically, if Mm -hmm. any, like 
you had pain in your body because I just I feel like when you suppress things and whether it's being gay or it's just some kind of trauma or something that you've gone through in your life I feel like your body holds on to that so I'm just so curious do you remember anything changing once you finally lifted that from yourself Mm -hmm. when I wasn't out the best way I can describe it is I was numb I was just going through the paces so even when I was in that space, I didn't realize it until I got out of that space and was like, oh, this is what it feels like to be alive. That's the best way I can describe it. I was so shut off and so robotic. I'm best friends with my sister now. And even she says in those years, like, I didn't know who you were because I was so scared of anyone seeing in between the cracks of like what I was trying to hide that I was the least vulnerable person ever. I was so shut off, so emotionally distant. Um, All of my friendships were very surface level. And every day was just, okay, get up, go through the process. And once I came out, I felt so empowered that I could just be myself, that every area of my life changed. It wasn't just about being gay. It was now people can know me. Like, I'm funny. I'm outgoing. I love to engage. I want to tell people about my feelings and I want to hear theirs. Whereas before, it was like, on the off chance they somehow see me, I need to just block that all out. But now I want people to see me, which is the coolest shift ever. Okay, so what would be some advice that you would give to someone who's maybe struggling to identify within the LGBTQ plus community? Yeah, um, I would say just don't put so much pressure on yourself to figure it all out. You're allowed to um, change your mind. Uh, Nothing in this life is permanent. And don't get so fixated on... um, on labels and what those mean and expectations like just do what feels wonderful for you um just be you and if that feels fantastic then that's enough you don't need to explain yourself to anyone and the biggest thing that I had to learn coming out is I don't owe anyone an explanation of why I identify the way I identify or um who I am um and you can empower yourself um to feel that way and people will disagree with that but you will find people who don't and support you and at the end of the day the people that um disagree that's their loss because um it's really wonderful to know somebody who's being authentically themselves I think that is the type of person that everyone would love to connect with. So if you're being authentically you, I think your energy is just going to draw the right people in and, you know, one foot in front of the other. So if someone listening right now is there to that point where they're ready to come out or Mm -hmm. tell their family or their friends, what would you say to them right now if they're really nervous? I would say try and find one person that's your safe space. If you don't know who that person is, contact uh, an LGBTQ plus helpline or organization um, that can help you with that. Um, It's really great to have a support system that no matter how that experience goes for you, you have someone to call or you have someone there with you. Um, Because at the end of the day, you cannot um, control anyone else. Uh, You can't control the reactions and there's never going to be a perfect time. Um, so have that person or that, um, 
that organization there for you. Um, I think that's super important because the last thing you want is to feel alone. And also just know that if you get a reaction that's one that you're not looking for, you weren't hoping for, it has absolutely nothing to do with you or who you are. Um, a negative reaction to you speaking your truth, um, that's on them, not on you. I love it. Okay, so it's, we kind of said this earlier, but like society has come a long way mm-hmm. being 2019, almost 2020, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about like where things are at? What do you think is still lacking the most? It, I think that we're obviously super blessed out here on the West Coast compared yeah. to some like southern states and midwest states Mm -hmm. um which is always so interesting to kind of like remind yourself about but i still think overall we have so far to go so i'm curious to hear your thoughts yeah i think um i think the world in general can come um there's a long way to go i think that the biggest thing that i could recommend to any ally out there um an ally being a person that's ready and willing to support the LGBTQ plus community is um, to step up for people that are LGBTQ plus, um, not just during Pride Week. Um, if you're a brand, don't work with someone just during Pride Month. Um, engage with those individuals year long and use your privilege to um rise them up and allow their voices. I think that there's a lack in representation. I think a lot of whether it's brands or TV shows or movies think, okay, if we check it off, if we have that one character or that one box, then okay, we're good. Um, And that's a shame to me because just like I would never say that there is one of my heterosexual friends is the same as all of them. Every queer individual is so different and their journeys are so different. Um, and I would really love to see representation get better. Um, just as I'm sure everyone can relate, you follow different people on Instagram for different reasons because you connect them in different ways. We don't just need, you know, one lesbian YouTuber and everyone's going to like them and get their story and connect to them, right? Like that's not going to just like cover it. Um, so I think that wherever you are in the world, the internet's a powerful tool and the media is a powerful tool. So if representation can come forward and people can step step up in allyship for the LGBTQ plus community, then that's what I would love to see because whether you're a small town down in the South and you're a teenager that's got no one in your community or you live in an amazing place like Vancouver, everyone can use um, more representation. I agree. Do you have any, I mean, obviously your film is a great resource, but is there anywhere, whether it's somebody who's in their teens or somebody who's in their 50s, like a resource that you would point them towards if they just want to kind of feel more connected? Mm -hmm. I have a series on my channel called I Heard She's a Lesbian, and that came from um, people when I first started coming out kind of behind my back saying, oh my gosh. Brianne Williamson, did you hear she's a lesbian? So I was like, okay, let's call the series that. I love that. <laughs> and um, it's for everyone, not just people that identify as lesbian, but I think that you can relate in a lot of ways. And it's a series that I do that I answer um, questions like how to meet other queer people and um, how to come out, uh, how to date. And once again, I'm just one voice. There may be other YouTubers that you might connect to better. But I think YouTube is a great space. Like, search in what you're looking for. Um, there's people out there that are talking about it. 
And beyond that, I think search and see if there's a local queer organization or club that you can um, get involved in. When I was younger, there was a queer school club and I first joined it as an ally because I didn't want anyone to know I was gay. But just having those people around me that were willing to talk about their sexuality while I was questioning it um, was really powerful for me. So surrounding yourself, whether it is in person or on the internet with voices that make you feel empowered in who you are, I think is the way to go. How do you properly correct people when they're using the wrong term Mm -hmm. because i feel like i struggle with that sometimes because i don't want to be so rude and just abruptly stop them but i'm sure you deal with that all the time yeah i think that a great way to say it whether you are a queer individual or an ally is just hey i'm not sure if you um are aware but actually the correct term is this and most people i find are pretty responsive some people will get embarrassed and kind of like laugh it off like oh whatever but you've still put that out there Mm -hmm. and a big part of being an ally especially is a lot of um, queer individuals are too afraid to stand up for themselves so if you're in a space where you see you know someone um being called the wrong pronouns or um, they're being described in the wrong way or the terminology is wrong whether it's a derogatory term or just a dated term um i don't think that there's anything Um, wrong with just saying hey you probably didn't mean that but okay this is this is kind of it and then i know you said you own the word queer yeah um but is all people in the lgbtq plus community and on the same board as that sorry on yeah with that yeah i think that it's totally dependent on the person i mean um I think everyone is allowed to decide what they're comfortable with. And a great way when you're meeting a queer individual or an LGBTQ plus individual is to just ask them, what are your pronouns? Um, If I'm meeting a friend, how would you like me to describe your sexuality or gender? Um, What's most comfortable for you? Um, Because every person is going to have a different answer. Um, And at the end of the day, someone might just say, you know what? I'm actually really uncomfortable with any terms. I just want you to just talk about me and use my name and that's cool too um so i think if you just ask people um i've as someone who is queer i love when people ask me and i think a lot of people are afraid to ask questions because they think by asking questions they're worried that it's going to make them look ignorant or that they don't care or they don't like know enough yet and a lot of people are really afraid of looking homophobic or transphobic when really if you're asking the question you're already in the right place because you care enough to know and you're trying to respect that person so true okay we're gonna switch things up we are gonna do some rapid fire Mm -hmm. um so what's your favorite thing in your closet right now black t-shirt always (laughs) Not my jacket. Okay. Not her crop turtleneck. Tune into the video to find out. (laughs) What is your hidden talent? My hidden talent is, oh God, I don't really have one. Oh, um, I can like not sleep. 
like <laughs> be a functioning like, human like uh, yeah i could wow. i could just like stay up all night and work how and often just, do you like, like how many hours of sleep do you get average um well i love to get like 10 hours of sleep <laughs> but in one extreme or the other I yeah love one it. extreme or the other it's the, the most unhealthy way but like i could like fake my way through a week with getting like two hours of sleep a night whoa yeah. i would die <laughs> yeah, me too. what's the best piece of advice you've ever received um do what feels wonderful to you what was your last purchase my last purchase was uh what did i i like hardly buy anything oh my god um oh i got um new converse Ooh, nice. what color black on black yeah. <laughs> obviously do you have any pets uh yeah i have a dog named lucy yeah. What kind of what dog? Kind of she's a miniature like toy poodle. Aww. And but she's we don't like trim her or anything. So she's literally just a little puff. I love so it. cute. When is the last time you cried and why? Uh last night. <laughs> <laughs> I cry all the time. Like I cry an obnoxious amount. I think I've I've cried every day this week for sure. I feel like that's weird for a Sagittarius. Uh, yeah, I cry all the time. But I just feel like I I love crying. <laughs> You're in tune with your emotions. I'm it's one of those okay. people that when I'm crying, I like look in the mirror oh. and I'm like, I'm crying. I'm Tarzan. <laughs> this feels good. <laughs> My parents are dead. Yeah, I like just release it. Like I love <laughs> Referring it. to Tarzan. Yeah, no, her parents are actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie is... You've got mail. Okay, it's an old uh, rom com, and I, I feel love like it. you have. It's just an older one. It's, I feel like I know like lines from it, but I don't think I've ever seen it. It's I know it's Meg Ryan. Right? Yeah, yeah, Meg Ryan, and I love Meg Ryan. Like I just think she's like just. I actually don't know if I've ever lady. seen a movie her. with Meg lady. Ryan in it. She's just I don't know. There's just something about her. She's just like old school and like, like classic, classic, yeah. and like just I don't know. She's a babe. What was the last text you sent? Last text I sent was I don't really text people. Let's let's check probably. It out. Oh no, I was gonna say she didn't text us because yeah, she DM'd us. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I sent to my. What's the last thing I sent? Oh, I just said yes to my sister. Oh. But I'm pretty I'm pretty boring when it comes <laughs> that to was boring. texting. <laughs> oh, I told my I told my girlfriend this morning that I was hungover after drinking two glasses of wine last night. <laughs> Love it. That's like me. I'm like, I'm way too old for this. I have two glasses of white and I'm the next morning I'm like, did I go to the club last night? What happened? Really? Uh describe yourself in three words. Uh outgoing, authentic control freak mm-hmm. what is your favorite podcast uh, well mine i can explain podcast <laughs> gotta get the plug in there what's your biggest pet peeve my biggest pet peeve is when you're driving on an on-ramp trying to get on the highway and you have nowhere to go and people don't let you in like and they look at you like they're annoyed you're trying to get in it's like i yeah. need to i have nowhere else to go <laughs> i feel that so deeply yeah what is your beauty product that you can't live without? Um, moisturizer. I hate when my face feels like even okay, the but specifically bit what dry. moisturizer? Oh, um, I've been using the Ordinary uh, line recently. Um, I love it. And there's one called Buffet, which is like a serum, and I will put that on like six times a day. I like when my face is like wet, dripping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, who would play you in the movie of your life? Oh, that's so hard. Um, I'm trying to think of a queer actress that like would represent me. Um, 
but don't I, take this the wrong way but i feel yeah. like you're very amy schumer okay yeah i'd yeah, love that yeah. i would yeah, love that, that. Yeah. I, I would love that yeah i i feel like the person would have to be yeah kind of like funny a comedian but like look wise i don't know i think that's the problem there's like i would want it to be a queer actress but there's not many out there that like but they can transform yeah if they could transform then then demi lovato oh, I, yeah. I could totally see yeah, that yeah because yeah, yeah. she's funny i love her and she's so got much. a vibe like yeah the same look yeah yeah similar look so she could transform totally. into me pretty easy what's your celebrity hall pass oh there's a lot demi lovato i mean is so great um God, there's a lot. If Meg Ryan was still like Meg Ryan, I love Meg Ryan. <laughs> Wait, what does she know? Um, well, she's Old. like older. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what happened? Like, like you've got male Meg Ryan. Um, like uh, Kristen Stewart's just so hot. She's just such a fox, and I like that's like my type. I like girls who wear like boy clothes, and you're like, are you a boy? Are you a girl? I don't know. So that's like my vibe. Okay. Um, if you had one superpower, what would it be? I used to think I'd want to read minds, but I'm like so anxiety ridden that like what? I, know, I don't want to know. Why would like, I do that to myself? That about me, I would. Yeah, no. That. I think being able to pause time, like so I, I so I could like do things I, and nothing else is happening. Yeah. Okay. If I needed to get like something done, I could be like, oh my gosh, I don't have enough hours in the day, and I could like stop it for a couple hours and. See, my mind goes to like you could pause it, and then you can go rob a bank and like unpause it. Oh, no, they'd never see you. That too. <laughs> That's messed up. That's great. I am weird. Um, favorite okay. cocktail? Oh, that was gonna be my last one. Um, Moscow Mule. Ooh. Mm. But okay. I also love a good margarita. Wait, best Moscow mm. Mule in the Lower Mainland? Oh, I don't know. I, I are, honestly, if I'm at a restaurant, I'm ordering beer. Okay. okay. Yeah, but I like make like I have like I have like my copper mugs and I like go through the whole process. Can we walk us through it quickly? Well, just like I have a very specific ginger beer that I don't even know what it's called, but I know the packaging that I buy. And I like to like really roll my limes because I feel like it mentally makes a difference. Yeah, Yeah. Like, yeah. And um, vodka. I like Grey Goose. So I'll like ice it like in a shaker. So I'm like really extra when I'm doing it. I like it. it. Yeah. I like it. Okay. A Moscow Mule Connoisseur. Mm-hmm. And okay, last question. What's on your playlist right now? Um, Selena Gomez. I'm loving the like tea on Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah? I'm kind of here for that. And I'm just a Selena Gomez stan. So <laughs> yeah, I, I just love her. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. We'll let all our friendships know where they can find you, your YouTube channel. I mean, we'll link it all to, but just plug away. Cool. So you can find me pretty much anywhere. Brianne Williamson, YouTube, Brianne Williamson, Instagram, Brianne Williamson. If you want to listen to my podcast, it's an LGBTQ plus podcast where we talk about questions that people are too afraid to ask about the queer community. Uh, it's called I Can Explain Podcast and you can pretty much find it wherever you listen to podcasts. And you have a co-host on your podcast, right? I do, Sean Lusk. So he's a gay male. So it's a cool dynamic because we get to talk about both sides of the community. And then we also have guests on to talk about their queer experience um, just so that we're getting a lot of stories and voices out there because Every individual is going to have a different journey. I love that. So you much. are so good at the outro. It's just the YouTuber in you. I wish <laughs> yeah. I could nail that every time. <laughs> Jackie and I still stutter yeah. on our own. Are we going to do it right now? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Friendships, thank you so much for listening. You know we love you. Subscribe. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. But only the five star ones. Yeah. And follow along at What Days It Podcast. Also, join our Facebook group, What Days It Friendships, on Facebook for all the good good. I feel like we should do a giveaway in there soon. We will do a giveaway in there soon. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, friends. Toodaloo.
What? <laughs> 